94.5. We have got something to say, and we have something to say to you, and that's why the heck we're on the radio tonight. Joe, Joe, Joe. Did you say joke, joke, or Joe, Joe? Joe, Joe, Joe. Another week and a half, right? Oh, oh, you're saying instead of ho, 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 you added a little extra something to it. Absolutely. That's tremendous. Yes, right? (laughs) For all the friends. We're equal opportunity. Every holiday is good for us. This is Music Biz 101. This is the last show of the year. This is the last uh, live show of Music Biz 101 and more on uh, Brave New Radio 8.7 WBC Campus William Patterson University. Mm -hmm. The other man speaking is your always uh, your your well spoken doctor, Esteban Marconi. Esteban Marconi. Esteban Marconi. From the operating room, yes. That's right. One week ago I today. It last week. I was under. But today you're over. That's right. That's I am right. back. It's Broken good wrist is now being repaired. I know. And you will see the pictures on the Twitter and the Instagram, and it's great. My name and is... And I know what you can get me for Christmas. Uh, something bionic? What? A hand puppet. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, the, the, the visual jokes are awesome when you're I talking know. on radio. It makes right. it so much so better. So who's here tonight? Well, um, I, well, me, your professor, David Kirk Philp, and then we have our two producers, uh, Bianca Russo and the Just Frank. Bianca yes. Russo and the Just Frank. Here we go. Uh, we have in the studio with us, uh, we have Tom Hefter from Ticketmaster Entertainment. We will talk to Tom in a minute. We'll give Tom yes. is our guest on the line. And then we also have our guest who is with us. We have two guests in our first guest. Uh, Luis, are you there? Yes, yes, I'm here. Luis, ah. this is Professor David Kirk Philp along with Dr. Esteban Marconi. How are you? Oh, I'm doing well. Great. Thank you so much for having me on. Luis, how do we say your last name? Is it Mar- Marguia, Mar- Marguia, Margia? How do you say it? <laughs> it's very close. It's uh, Marguia. 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 Yeah. Luis Marguia. Luis is the project manager for public affairs and government relations for for NAM, the National Association of Music Mer- Merchandisers. Correct. correct? It's merchandisers. Merchandisers. Merchants. 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 Yeah. Ah. Yeah. I don't know. It's a bit of a tongue twister, so we just kind of prefer Nam. Uh, <laughs> there right. we go. Yeah. Okay, Nam. <laughs> but Luis is on the line with us uh, for about 15 minutes tonight because we wanted to talk about Nam 2016. The dates are? Uh, January 21st through the uh, 24th um, in Anaheim, California. And we are expecting attendance of approximately? About, uh, hopefully, over 96,000. And that is not open to the public for everyone listening. This is all people that make music, and they sell music, and they produce music, and they manufacture music, and it always astonishes me the energy of that show and the amount of energy that the students get when they come back after being there for four or five days and just are astonishing that this is not open to the public and there are 96,000 of us there for four days. Wonderful right. experience. Yeah, it's it's a great place. It's really the mecca of the uh, music products industry. And you're right, it, it's not open to the public, but uh, college students and faculty members have a great opportunity to, to attend by um, participating in NAM's Generation Next program, which essentially allows them to to attend the show. Um, it also provides uh, for uh, excellent professional development sessions, um, valuable networking opportunities that can help students launch careers in the music and music product industry, and, of course, uh, access to the show floor all four days. Mm-hmm. And we also, uh, Dave and I, last year we were in the Red Zone. What is it? The... 
The Hot Zone. The Hot Zone. The Hot Zone, yeah. H yeah, it's the period, Hot Zone. It's actually period, been rebranded for this year. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It's now called uh, Tech, uh, Tech Tracks. Uh, so T-E-C, uh, Tracks. Ah. It's essentially the same, um, the same concept. Um, it's all for audio and professional, um, uh, audio and pro-audio stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's still there. It's just slightly rebranded, um, and it's a very popular session. Um, all those session lineups are obviously available on our website at uh, nan.org. Mm -hmm. And so Aaron was encouraged to check out the, the programming um, for both Tech Tracks. Um, we have Idea Center, which is another big peer-to-peer mm -hmm. um, um, -peer opportunity to learn uh, new uh, tactics and tips for for business and. Um, the NAM um, Generation Next programming is actually uh, brought to you by uh, our partners over at the uh, College Music Society, mm -hmm. and they have a slew of sessions to really kind of help college students uh, segue into a, a career in either music or the music products industry. Mm -hmm. And all that programming information is available on uh, namfoundation.org. Um, mm -hmm. So everyone's encouraged to review that and sign up. And if you do go, most likely on Saturday, if you walk the floor, the convention floor, you will see people such as... Last year we saw Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder. I've seen... Um, Who was from the Rascals last year? Oh, we, yes. Uh, we had um, Felix Cavallari. Right. We have, uh, in the past, Phil Collins I've seen. Um, so you get the opportunity of... Well, witnessing these people looking at new products and new uh, equipment and so on, because it is the place in America to uh, where all this stuff is demoed, uh, and many times be well before it's going to be available to the public. And, and Luis, I think a, a, an important part that people should understand, especially the people who listen to the show, are a lot of them are students of the industry and people trying to get into the industry. And one part of the industry because I like to use the word industry multiple times in every sentence. One part of the industry that students do not think about when they're looking at their futures, they all want to work for the label, be an A&R in the label, or they want to do something else. They aren't looking at all the opportunities in um, you know that NAM provides, You know all the people that you represent from uh, right, sure. music retail and, and product manufacturing yeah. and marketing there and working with Fender or right. Ludwig Drums. or and do R&D and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. I know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the uh, the music product product industry is, is vast, and the opportunities to really establish a career are are um, are there. And actually, one of our sessions this year um, is titled, um, you know, how to make it in the music product industry beyond being a rock star. Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of folks, you know, think that um, the music industry is performing, um, and that is a huge element of it. Um, but there's obviously all these other um, opportunities, whether it's on the business side um, and, or on the retail side, and you know, there's it's huge. So yeah, we definitely encourage everyone to attend and get inspired, network with folks, um, learn exactly um, what what other opportunities there are from um, from them and firsthand. Yeah, I think many times the students, and if I might be a little crude, but the students think of their hometown and they might be an old music store there that maybe the door hasn't been painted in a while and there's a sun-faded reed box of reeds in the window and, you know, it's barely open and they think, well, that's the products industry. 
And that really is not what we're talking about here. And I think NAM has really rebranded itself and took a major step in the uh, showcasing of entertainment and talent with outdoor stages and the stages at Yamaha, the stages at Roland and so on and so forth. So it isn't going to be just people standing there in a suit and tie and watching you go by and they're playing the oboe or something. This is, it's just, it's really indescribable because I think it's really non-discriminatory too, that you'll have rock, Latin, hip hop, you'll have the mixers, you'll have DJs and you'll have the classical all right there. Oh, great. No, absolutely. I know our, our CEO, uh, Joe Lamont, likes to describe the uh, mm-hmm. the show as kind of a reunion of the tribes, really a melting pot of all the, the factions within the music industry coming together and, you know, really celebrating um, the industry and, and music making. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, this year we have, uh, I believe, over... 160 bands performing on five different stages over uh, the four days. Um, so there's music um, going on all the time, day and night. Mm-hmm. We have on um, Sunday, we have our, our music-making um, sessions. Um, attendees can stop by the uh, member center and pick up instruments and just kind of jam along with us as we uh, try to you know, stir them to new tunes and I mean, there's just a lot to uh, to do at the show, and it's you're right. It's not just people walking around in suits and ties. Um, it's really people demoing products. I mean, we have over 5,000 um, brands on the show floor, um, over 1,600 exhibitors, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of them are international as well. We got, I believe, over 600 of them are international companies, and we also have newcomers. We have over 300. Um, new um, exhibitors coming and exhibiting at the show, and and that's how we continue to have innovative products. Is new ideas coming through, um, and people picking them up and saying, "Hey, what's this? This, mm-hmm. this sounds great. Let's you know, let's go with this." And and that's just ongoing. That's just part of the NAM show. Um, and so we're really excited about. It. We work really hard to make sure that. That um, we provide college students that opportunity, that, that insight, to see um, what the possibilities are um, for a career in the music industry. Mm-hmm. So, Dave, should we ask him one of the most important questions? One of the most important <laughs> questions about the food trucks. Yes, are the food trucks. <laughs> are the food there? trucks good? I had the best lunches there <laughs> yeah. and dinners at the food trucks outside last yeah, year. We noticed that was fairly new in the last forty-five <laughs> years. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I hear that that's a relatively new item. You know, I, I remember running back and forth, and um, I only had a few moments um, to grab lunch, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I, you know, I stood there in the line, and I realized <laughs> well, I'm going to need a little bit more than a few moments yeah. I want to grab a bite to eat here. Um, but I heard great things. I hear, you know, you either show up early um, or show up late, but if you're um, – if you're out there, I mean, there's 96,000 people trying to grab some lunch, right. so it makes it um, challenging. But I, I hear they're they're great, they're phenomenal. And, and there's another reason to attend. Exactly, and we saw the USC Trojan Band uh, just walk out of the blue, that, just yeah. do a walk, play, you know, and march through uh, a ho- you know, outside and into a hotel, which is really cool. And it, uh, Southern California at the end of January, if you're an <clears> East Coast person, you're in heaven. <laughs> I'll never forget my last 
uh, day there last year, uh, or this year, it was, it was in end of January of 2015, uh, eating after a food truck, just sitting outside, looking at the blue sky, thinking, oh, my God, it was snowing at home at that time. I'm going to go home into the snow and 20 degrees and, and right. had no jacket on, was just out there. Right. It's, it's a beautiful time to be out there. It's a tremendous show. Do you have any surprises oh, yeah. you want to uh, let out of the bag? Like I'm maybe sorry. a well, special surprises, special uh, yeah. artist well, or someone. Know, we do have we do have a very exciting um, uh, guest joining us on Saturday morning for our um, the Nam Foundation's Grand Rally for Music Education, um, and that's uh, Weird Al. Um, um, will will be uh, our one of our speakers um, as well as Canadian Brass. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know they're a phenomenal quintet and you know one of the world's famous uh, brass groups. So mm-hmm. we're really excited to hear from uh, Weird Al and listen to Canadian Brass. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so that's just one of our our uh, big uh, big uh, keynote events, and that again is uh, the Grand Rally for Music Education and. All NAM uh, Generation X uh, registrants are invited to attend. Uh, just a great um, opportunity to hear from um, a uh, New York Times best-selling author. Um, you know, uh, Weird Al. He's just innovative. He's mm-hmm. he's um, really <laughs> wacky. Is one of the big things that he uses all the time. But you know, he's a TV and film actor, producer, director, he's done it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're just really excited to hear his story um, and hopefully uh, inspire some more folks to go down that same path and and become um, part of the, the industry. All right. Well, well, Luis, we want to thank you for being on the show. Um, yeah. Anything else, or is, is that good, or, you, or do you feel comfortable that you got oh. out everything you wanted to get out? This is sort of yeah, NAM therapy. Quick, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just a quick reminder, everyone, um, Generation X is open to all college music students and faculty members. Uh, $25 if you register by uh, January 6th. So we really encourage everyone to do, do so by then. Otherwise, it's $50. Um, so save, your si- or save yourself some money and register now. Um, and, again, the show is uh, January 21st through the 24th in Anaheim, California. Right. And all this information is on namfoundation.org. So any questions, um, just go ahead and visit our website and, um, and or, or email us. All that, again, is on our website. So thanks again for having me on the show, guys. I really appreciate it. Thanks. We are going to clap yeah. for you. Ready? Three, two, one. We're clapping for Luis. Oh, oh, oh. All right. Yes. Thanks. Thank you so much, Luis. Uh, anytime. Uh-huh. All right. Well, thank you so much. Have a great night. And then uh, we're going to take a quick break, do a couple public service announcements. And when we come back, we have Tom Hefter from Ticketmaster Entertainment waiting to speak with you. Three, two, one, go. You're listening. You're listening. You're listening. You're listening to Music Biz 101 and more. How can I make money in the music business? Why copyright? Should I make a CD anymore? Trying to break into the music and entertainment biz? Wondering how the business works? Wondering how guys like Elton John and MC Hammer go bankrupt? Why am I not making any cash? Tune in to WP Brave New Radio every Wednesday night at 8 o'clock. Hang with the University of Music Business faculty hosts, me, Steve Marconi. And me, Dave Phil. Plus, we'll have industry guests and students from the Music Management Program. How do I get gigs down at the shore? Call in with your questions and hear the latest in industry happenings. How do I get my music on iTunes? How do I get on a tour? 
is Music Biz 101 and more every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Only on WP Brave New Radio. Your secretary's got our checks, right? Mine's direct deposit, I think. <laughs> if you want to learn about the music industry and you don't know where to go, tune in to WP 88.7. Wednesday at 8 p.m. You're listening. You're listening. You're listening. You're listening to Music Biz 101 and more. All right. You are listening to Music Biz 101 and more. I am your professor, David Kirk Philp. We're on WPSC Brave New Radio. Visit our website every week, musicbiz101wp.com. Sign up for that weekly newsletter. Follow us on Instagram, the Twitter, the face of the book, at MusicBiz101WP. And, of course, this is being recorded. It will be a podcast on Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, iTunes. We have our producers, just Frank Bianca Russo. We have our professor, Dr. Esteban Marconi. And you've been listening to The World is Ours, the Ally Mac Project. We're done with Luis of Nam. That was great. Now we're on to the, the big, that was the opener. And now we're, we have the headline act right. for night. And his name is Tom Hefter. He's from Ticketmaster Entertainment. Yes. And he was paid a lot of money to be here tonight. All right. I got the guarantee already. Yes, that's right. <laughs> his rider, so there are no red M&Ms in the studio. he's a graduate studio. of the program, a grad graduate. Yes. Of our program? Yes. 2010. Oh, okay. Yeah. Great. Five years ago, you got Five your master's ago. in music management. Yes. MBA music in music management. Yeah. Okay. And you've been on the show before, and it, it is available. People, I, it, I urge people to listen. I actually have classes listen to our interview with you because we talk a lot about the ticketing business. We talk a lot about VIP packages. You get real deep into that, and you talk about uh, off, off uh, camera a moment ago. You were talking about how Motley Crue is done touring. And in our interview, you had mentioned how Motley Crue put together a, uh, uh, an ironclad agreement amongst each other, basically making it illegal for them to ever get back together and tour again. Yeah, after 2015, they cannot get back together. It's ironclad. No one can go off, so Tommy Lee or Nikki Six can't go off and say, I'm Motley Crue. Nope. It's done. So and the only way for it to happen would be for them to get to, back together yep, themselves. Them to okay. Together. Yeah. Yeah. Which right. is great. So about 18 months ago, I think it was uh, the last time I was on. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. With your wife, Lily. Yes. Yes. I was kind of hoping we'd see Lily tonight. No. Lily was the eye candy of that particular show. <laughs> Instead, we have you and yeah, your Grizzly Adam. My Adams Grizzly Adam beard. Thing. Later on by the fire. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to do a wrap up of 2015? Yeah. Yes, we are. Wow. Yeah. This was uh, something we thought about recently. I reached out to Tom, and Tom called you. You said, yeah. And five minutes later, he sent this long email about uh, stuff that happened over the last mm -hmm. year. And we're going to also, at the end of the show, do our predictions for 2016, all related to, to music biz. So we're going to categorize this or are we just going to... Uh... Tom, you take the lead. How would you like it to? Because I, yeah, I know you have your thoughts. Well, it's it's been a big year. I mean, 2015 was a big year in all facets of the music industry. And I think maybe let's start with the most recent news a couple hour ago, a couple hours ago, which is the um, copyright royalties. Copyright royalties going up 
um, to 17 cents, and Pandora has been underpaying. They've been paying 14 cents um, for non right. So it's for non-interactive yes. digital right. transmissions, yep. right? For and the they Pandora. were hoping to get 11 cents. Pandora. Yes. Yeah. And then it was thought to go as high as 24 cents. Well, Sound Exchange wanted more. 20, Sound Exchange wanted less. 25. But uh, the little caveat in this is that they were hoping, I believe, to go through 2020. And this only goes through 2016. The CRB says they're going to take 17 through 20 one year at a time. Mm. So, you know. And tied, tied to inflation, it looked like. Well, they, you know, they always try to get some algorithm going so you can't figure it out. <laughs> right. But uh, the stock went down and then it, after hours it rose. So I think what happened is that people felt, yes, they're going to pay more, but they're not going to pay as much as, you know, if it went to 24, yeah. it would have been disastrous for Pandora because they're not making money yet anyway. And they bought Ticketfly. RDIO. And they bought RDIO. Yeah. So, uh, but it is. It's great news today. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And, you know, it brings up to the, the, the larger topic of streaming. I think streaming this this year especially has uh, gotten a lot of attention with um, Apple Music. You had Tidal. There's two new streaming platforms right there. Mm -hmm. um, Spotify obviously has been in the spotlight um, mm -hmm. by paying uh, for royalties. So um, looking back, I mean, we can see. Let's let's start with let's start with Spotify. It's everyone's favorite topic. Um, so recently, Adele spurned it. Yeah. Ultimately, I think she said she's going to put it on. Um, mm -hmm. But just recently, I saw an article that Spotify may be making a higher price tier to gate stuff. It's rumored. So it's like a gating. So if you are like a premium level. You can access this album kind of like kind of kind of like uh, uh, like hidden, and mm -hmm. you're the only one that can access it, which mm -hmm. I think is kind of cool. I think it's a I think it's a great way. I think it's another business model that they can look at. It's another way to get more money to the artists. Um, and in all honesty, if they charge me twenty bucks a month and I get unlimited access to stuff right when it comes out, I'd pay for it. Well, the reason why yeah why Adele and especially Taylor Swift said she wouldn't be on Spotify, and that this happened this year was. Spotify's uh, ad-supported uh, selection is exactly the same as their uh, premium selection, their right. subscription. And the record industry, especially the labels who see that streaming is the thing now and they want to get more money, they want to differentiate the subscription from the ad-supported and, and have things like, okay, Taylor Swift, you're only allowed – I'm sorry, uh, Spotify will, will only make Taylor Swift or Adele available on subscription. Right. right. And um, – but Dan Ek Spotify, yeah, Daniel Ek, Spotify has been adamant that he has not wanted mm -hmm. this to happen. But yes, last week it started coming out that maybe he, in fact, will add some for a subscription. You might be able to get some things that you can't get for the freemium part. Mm -hmm. and, and in all honesty, I really think he's going to do it. I think he is. It's just supply and demand. I mean, uh -huh. look at it. Five million records uh, for Adele. I mean, I think is she the highest? I think she was the highest selling. Uh, of this year? Well, the past decade, I think. <laughs> in, yeah. yeah. Since, oh, if you uh, combine yeah. uh, this and her last record. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. I think, I no, think... just this one. She's yeah. not, she beat NSYNC's No Strings Attached. Oh, yeah. for, oh for, the fir, for the first week's sales? Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I apologize. Um, mm -hmm. But yes. yeah, but that's, that's, that's huge. And again, the supply and demand is, is, is there. And she was smart to, to play that card. I think that I think that was a uh, really uh, brilliant of her if, and the record company. I think if you don't agree with this inner circle, why don't you tweet us now? Yeah, uh, that's what really they're creating. They're creating the five hundred dollar front row seat. Right. 
and that it's just in the form of a stream. And uh, Danek has been very democratic about this, saying once it's on, it's on all platforms. And this is really a, a big departure. And I think some people might be upset that they cannot get music without premium pay. And then what makes you an artist to be in that circle? Right. Is uh, a great question. I, mean, I, I believe that Adele model, and I think the model of doing um, digital downloads and then eventually opening up the window to um, to streaming is going to be for the future for most very high-selling artists. You know, uh, if a weekend does it again and, and so on and so forth. Um, well, Coldplay just did it last week, for example. Yeah, yeah. Right. right. They, they waited a week to put it on spot, yeah, that, the window in. Yeah. Uh, but I think, you know, the, the window has been... Windowing has been around since you can tell me better than than well, I can tell myself. The whole video forever. industry yeah. has been always windowing. Uh, but this is, I think we can see for 2016, one of my predictions is that we're going to have more Adele-type marketing and uh, merchandising of the music uh, going to something and then to something else. In other words, through the windowing. Yeah, I agree. And I also feel like that Spotify is going to try to find other ways to make money. I just got an email saying, um, join a family plan. So yeah. you can sign up for an extra user for another five bucks. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like that's going to that, that's going to be one of their big business models as mm -hmm. well, too. And I know students can sign up. I think it's three ninety nine if you uh, are a student like in college. Mm -hmm. are, are, let's ask our two producers, Jess and Bianca. Are, are you guys Spotify subscribers? I know Bianca's not, but I was, and the students, like. Five ninety nine for students? Okay. Yeah. Per month, mm -hmm. which is still, uh, you know, pretty pretty good. Yeah. And I think one thing the labels um, miss uh, when they start screaming that uh, we need to, like some labels just want freemium altogether to go away. Mm -hmm. um, Lu Lucian Grange, Grange from Universal has been open about he would like, free streaming ads were to go away mm -hmm. um but i think if that happens you're going to see a lot of piracy come back because you just have an entire generation maybe two who have just grown up with free youtube free streaming mm -hmm. sure they see ads but they'll do that as opposed to what napster right did. right well let's uh, while we're on this why don't we talk about the youtube uh red yes the new thing that they put out the last two weeks or so yeah uh, anybody want to describe it youtube red it, it's yeah. their subscription and video service. plus, but you can also it's be getting free. right yeah. and audio too or video. And there's going to be new video. I mean, new and different like programming. You yeah, know. some exclusive stuff, exactly. which is what Title is trying to do. Yeah. And I spoke to a class the other day. Has anybody signed up for Title? And there were 30 kids in the class. It was all zero. Mm -hmm. um, what about YouTube Red? Zero. I'm surprised so about that. I, I think, just don't think there's... I got some initial emails to me when it came out. I've seen zero marketing yeah, yeah. about it. Yeah, I wonder if they're going to start gating stuff because a lot of the YouTube channels, it's it's like, you know, if, if YouTube goes up and says, like, what was it? Epic Mealtime. I don't know if any, I don't know if they still exist, but Epic Mealtime was a... Uh, was a, a YouTube channel where these guys would make crazy um, epic meals, mm -hmm. and I wonder if they if they have such a large following if they would gate it and it's like okay you can only watch this episode if you're part of YouTube Red, which mm -hmm. would sound like a smart strategy because they're not making the any. Mm -hmm. Well, the guy who started Hil uh, Hulu, Jason Killar, I think is how it's pronounced. I forget the name, but in the summer he started a service that was like that. You, right. mm -hmm. you subscribe. 
don't know if it was a dollar ninety nine a month. It was pretty inexpensive, but you you would get exclusive content for four days. It was just on this service, and then after four days, it would be available on mm-hmm. YouTube. Mm-hmm. Haven't heard anything since it came out. Um, so you see, yeah, we've used on this show the term the Wild West quite a bit because yeah. I think a lot of people are still trying to figure out different mm-hmm. ways to make money from this. Mm-hmm. And, and just like YouTube put, had their YouTube Red in uh, in beta for, they extended it. So mm-hmm. it was like a year yeah. mm-hmm. in beta and mm-hmm. you're not hearing anything. Well, Google has Google Play. Nobody ever talks about Google oh, Play. Nice. Google's nope. one of the biggest companies Dead. in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. I do think, though, that Apple is going to be a survivor. Yeah, I think I, didn't Taylor didn't Taylor say she's going to exclusively release her next album on Apple Music? Stream? She has a video, an yeah. exclusive a video, video concert, right. concert. Movie, tour right. video, tour video, yeah. right? Yeah, and that's movie. that's happening this week, next week, next soon. Saturday or yeah, something. It's yeah, very yeah. Soon. yeah. But I, I believe I've been prediction. I believe Apple is going to um, make deals that will include first download and then stream through Apple Music. Uh, with with artists, whether it's Taylor or whomever, but I think they have so much money. I know they have so much money, so much cash, that I think that's that's a way I see two of Apple really getting on the map. The heck with Jimmy, the heck with Dre. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But they're not going to sit by the sidelines, waiting for Jimmy and Dre to come up with a psychological profile of the next generation consumer. Right. Well, that's what title was all about. Jay Z, because yeah. there's been talk about Rihanna's going to have an exclusive mm-hmm. album coming out on title, which you get into the Adele situation where Adele didn't make it available for streaming. It was available on, on iTunes. And Jess, you went, you tweeted me when you went to, was it Target? And you bought, did you buy a couple copies of Adele or you saw people no, scooping like, up? Basically, like 20 people went in like with me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, but there's a difference between that. So it was available for download and it, the Adele album, and for physical CD. But if you make it just available in one place, such as Tidal, which nobody knows about, I think that's going to hurt somebody like Rihanna, unless she's getting some wild, crazy advance. And this yes. is where yeah. um, you want you're if you're the manager of the of the artist, you have to think: Is that worth it to just make it available on this one thing for even if it's thirty days or sixty days? Am I killing it because, you know, is it just a short-term gain because I got a really big amount of money or something from the service as opposed to this artist's career? You're kind of screwing around with it. I don't know. Right. Yeah. That's a good question. So so you're going to see a couple people try and do that. Just like a lot of people copied Beyonce with the surprise release. Prince just did it again. Yeah. Um, Drake has done it a couple times. Uh, you too did it with the uh, with Apple. Mm-hmm. Back yeah, in... but that was when no one wanted it, though. <laughs> yeah, we all woke up to that. it, and we were like, why? They just gave it to us. <laughs> yeah, which, which is so funny. Uh, yeah, you two... Or, or, where and Apple then they mess- sell everything, too. They sold the vinyl and everything on top of giving mm-hmm. it to, like, 8 million people for free. Right. But that was... They just gave it to you. You just woke up, and it was in your iTunes library, and nobody really wanted it to begin with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, One of the biggest fails well, of the year was, I t- at, was Apple yeah, giving... They didn't ask if you wanted it. They just were like, here, how it. it. was like, you guys kept It was hard to get rid of it, how, yeah. Oh, yeah. well, you couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. So my question is, though, is why didn't you want it? I didn't. Like, <laughs> no, um, I'm not, like, a huge YouTube fan. So, like, I don't want that, like, automatically in my... Playlist. Did you feel it was an I mean, invasion of your nice, privacy? Mm, I mean, it was nice. I guess, like, if you like having just, like, a lot of music on your library and it's free music, like, sure, why not? I think I kept it on my thing. Um, I don't listen to it, though. But it's there. 
Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I don't think it should have been like yeah. just. I think there should mm-hmm. there should have they should have asked like, hey, if you want it, yeah, you like can they download do with it. Updates. Why don't they kind of like an opt in? Yeah, like, mm-hmm. or like how they have like their free iTunes song of the week. I usually download those. Um, not even if I don't even listen to it, I usually download them just because they're free. Um, but at least that's like kind of like your uh, like oh, if you want it, it's here. It's not like here. Right. This is very um, interesting in terms of the psychological point. Definitely. That's to see all that you are right, you are being in, invaded. It's all Edward Snowden. And then if you weren't a YouTube a YouTube person, <laughs> now you're going to be profiled as a you I don't want to be a YouTube. Right. I don't want to be a Bono follower and right. I, you know what I mean? It's a very much I don't think they've thought it out. You know, they just said, well, we're going to give it to everybody. Everybody loves you, too. Right. You know, it's like, you know, the people that don't know the Osmonds from the Jacksons. I mean, <laughs> <Right>. same principle. <laughs> then they say, sure, they'll love it. You know. It's interesting, though. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, I wonder if, like, someone, like, I wonder if Taylor Swift did it. Or if it's, like. Yeah. If Taylor Swift did it, I don't think anyone would have had a problem with it. I mean, they would have been like, oh, yes, free Taylor Swift music in my iPod. So if it was yeah. 20 years ago, you two would have been yeah, more... I think, yeah, been yeah. More I think it was And that's what Lefts has said, well. actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Demographic. Lefts, uh. You know, Lefts has basically said that, you know. Yeah. A band that's over the hill, and they're shoving it down our face. Right. You know, why don't they give us the weekend or whatever? Right. Suppose uh, if yeah. Springsteen did it, same thing? Uh, for me, yeah. Yeah. I don't thing. know. We're from Jersey. We, we're kind of like... <laughs> Springsteen you know, wouldn't do it. A little biased. Yeah. I don't think Landau would do that. I mean, it's nice to get free music, but... It's right. not really well, something I'm I hesitated list, but... upgrading my operating system because I knew when I upgraded my operating system, I'd have the U2. So I didn't upgrade the whole summer. I said, I'm not, why, why, why would I do this? Now I have the new Apple, and then you have Apple Music, and you had to tell me you didn't want it so you wouldn't be charged after the X amount of days it was or months, whatever it was. 90 days, yeah, yeah, three months. Yeah. I mean, that was, you know, Apple's got guts to do that. You know, they really do. Yeah. Um, yeah, but they have very little competition too when it comes to. Well, uh, it's Samsung interesting because Apple. Apple, you know, because Beats did buy. Apple. Bought I'm sorry, Beats. Apple bought Beats for three billion dollars. Beats just recently closed down mm-hmm, the Beats mm-hmm. brand. Basically, it's, it's all Apple right. Music. But right. you saw RDO went out of business just a couple of weeks ago. Right. Pandora purchased it. So, uh, to me, my prediction for 2016 about Pandora, which we kind of started this whole thing about, was that Pandora is going to get into the sort of the Netflix of audio business. So some people are saying it's going to be Apple. I think it's going to be Pandora because they're already doing it. And I think Amazon's going to do it too in a bigger way. Mm-hmm. Pandora has now ticketing. They have Ticketfly. Yeah. They have Next Big Sound, which is data. They have, <clears throat> uh, they purchased the assets of RDO. So they're going to be able to do streaming. They also, which has kind of gone under the radar, is they, they purchased the rights of This American Life and Serial. Which were two are two of the biggest podcasts in the country. Serial season one last year, forty million people listened right, to it. Right, right. And Serial season two just started a week ago, and Pandora has exclusives for that. Um, so they're getting into the content, the exclusive content business, and I can see them doing that more because they have the money and they have the distribution right. and they have a built-in listenership. And but, uh, but if subscriptions don't take off, it's all about ad supported, mm-hmm. and. That means that I think they're just trying to uh, gather demographics, gather data, and they'll get all the ticket fly data. Of course, they'll get all of the what you're saying from uh, the serials and so on and so forth uh, from the shows and so on. 
And I think if we don't get into that subscription service being the real highlight, they're buying this stuff to sort of protect themselves so they're going to have data to sell ad. So you walk in with a new pen and they're going to say, well, we've got the demographic right. for that pen. And there it is. And it's going to go with this. And right. That's what we're doing. Uh, I can't see Ticketfly ever competing with you guys, with Ticketmaster. Um, no, I, I don't think so either. Uh, um, you know, I know Ticketmaster goes out and spends a lot of, like they, they, they go on out and invest in a lot of the venues out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would be hard to compete. But, however, they did broaden their portfolio. They're now not just a streaming service. They're now a full live service. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, I think I just read last week that they also just tried to uh, secure another $300 million. So I don't think they're done yet. I, th- mm-hmm. I, st- I think mm-hmm. in 2016 they're going to go after some more stuff. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the live uh, yeah. before we run out of time. Yeah, which is more you're yeah. closer to. So, how was the season this year? Uh, once again, another busy year. This this was the busiest December I, I've had uh, in the three and a half years I've been there. Mm-hmm. Um, just in the two weeks alone, we did Bruce Springsteen, Duran Duran, Josh Groban. This is me personally. Uh, Rihanna, uh, Breaking Benjamin. It's all over. Um, mm-hmm. Everybody was going up on tour. If uh, like tours that are running through our, our department with special offers like pre-sales or VIPs, um, there was there was tons from the biggest artists to the smallest artists mm-hmm. to the club tours. Everyone wanted to go on sale prior to the uh, prior to the break. So it's been really busy, and it's going to be busy in uh, January. The live industry is great. Uh, one of the things I did want to bring up was: Has anyone noticed in 2015 how many stadium tours there were? Like. I would say like five years ago, no one wanted to touch a stadium because it's tough to sell out what for mm-hmm. like forty thousand mm-hmm. tickets, thirty thousand tickets. Mm-hmm. I think the only one that really did it was U two when right. they did that three sixty tour. But now this year you had Taylor Swift, One Direction, One Direction on their mm-hmm. second stadium tour in yeah. two years. Uh, Kenny Chesney, Rolling Stones, mm-hmm. all of these huge artists going in and filling stadiums, which mm-hmm. is. Yeah, I've heard of and crazy because obviously your overhead is way more when you have a stadium sure. crew and your your kills are more too. Your kills are yeah. uh, seats that you don't sell because of production and uh, other items. But it amazes me. I mean Taylor mm-hmm. Swift, like wow. But don't forget about the Grateful Dead. Oh, Grateful Dead, biggest yeah. Show of yeah the year. Biggest show of the year. Grateful Dead. That's... They had two of the, I think two of the four biggest shows grossing. Yeah. Dollar value. Yeah, I mean that's amazing and. It, it, it just goes to show that fans will come on out and see a show. It's and it's awesome to see that the live industry is so alive and well. But it's just something we cannot duplicate. No, technology can't duplicate it yet. Well, nope. The experience, the it's still experience. the experience, it, which yep. which goes back to the whole VIP thing, which you guys are so good at. Right, so. and it, it's it's not just VIP, but it is experience. Everyone's going to remember that show. Everyone's going to remember the show they went to a couple weeks ago. Like, um, let's see, I, I went to Trans Siberian Orchestra over the weekend. Uh, mm-hmm. Trans Siberian Orchestra comes around every year. Um, it's one of the tours that uh, that I work, and it was amazing. It, it, it was amazing. They did two shows. They do a hundred shows in forty five days. They have two different touring groups, and it just amazes me on how how their fans are so loyal and they go for the experience every year. They just go for that experience. They want to see the fire. They want to see the lasers. They want to take pictures and post them on social. It's it, like that's the best thing about it is is it's not only just you going and I'm like okay I'm taking a picture. You can 
experience it live. You can watch someone's Twitter, you can watch someone's Facebook, and you're like, wow, that's a really cool picture, or that's really cool. And, you know, now that Facebook has, like, that memory, it's like we're looking back on, you can go back and be like, oh, I was at that show last year. This is great. It's something that, like, it's almost like a uh, a catalog of all, of all mm-hmm. the great things that you've seen, which is great. But uh, one thing I was going to bring up, though, um, the top four concerts of the year, though, the Grateful Dead, mm-hmm. U2, mm-hmm. Billy Joel, like individual oh. concerts, which is obviously great for the industry, yeah. made a lot of money. The negative is it was the Grateful Dead, U2, and Billy Joel is, you know, the people in their 60s. Right. You know, mm-hmm. right. You, you don't have... You don't have any, that twenty-five-year-old well, rock star. You know, right. um, I know. But, uh, I know you had One Direction. Who? Uh, yeah. Are we? But are we taking this on volume of ticket sales, or are we taking dollar, this on yeah, dollar? The dollar, of course. The Stones are going to get more money than anybody. Certainly, mm-hmm. their audience can afford right. what One Direction's audience can't. Right. So I, I don't. I think it's very strong, especially having a teenage daughter. That uh, you know, it's just. One after another, basically, and um, you know, last year it was uh, five seconds and five seconds of summer. Yeah, and this year it's been um, well. There's been a piece of Sean Mendez because they followed yeah. him from when he was nothing, and so on. So uh, I think the the live thing, but I want to bring up uh, an app like Periscope. You know what Periscope is? No, I'm not familiar with it. Well, the Periscope is if you're if you belong to Periscope, you know, you get the app. And then if somebody's watching uh, One Direction show, they will live stream, stream it. it. Oh. And then you pick it up. And that was, the, was it the fight? What was the, the big thing? The, I think it was the heavyweight fight. What was It was in the fall that everybody said, well, I'm not going to pay for this and so on. And it wound up being streamed on Periscope. And everybody saw it. I can't remember what the event was exactly. Mm-hmm. But are we going to see more of that? Because this whole thing. You know, everything is a shared community today and a shared economy. And they're doing so much work for the industry. And they're doing so much work that they used to have to pay for and put ads out and so on that you don't have to do anymore at all. Uh, And this now, you know, it still won't be the exact thing as being there, but it was pretty. I was watching some of it. You know, every once in a while, I'll just plug it in and see what somebody's doing. You know, somebody in Hartford, Connecticut is watching their cat jump off of. Of TV, but there are also people that say, "No, I'm at the um, New England Patriots game, right?" And here's, you know, so on and so forth is what's going on. Yeah, but I don't think you can duplicate being there, like you said. I mean, you know, like so, one of my favorite bands, Tool, is playing eight shows only, and they're not coming up to the Northeast. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm I'm upset, mm-hmm. but I watched when they played the Arizona show on YouTube. I watched the whole show and it was mm-hmm. great. It was mm-hmm. like, okay, this is the next best thing. But I don't think that the live industry has to worry about it. And all honesty, I think it should be encouraged. It's like, you know, let's 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 do that. Let's let's you know, be free advertising. Yeah, free advertising, absolutely. We had mm-hmm. a semi independent artist on the show about a month ago named Janet Devlin mm-hmm. and she uses Stage It quite a bit. Stage It is uh basically uh Mm-hmm. You you put on a show and you stream it, but people basically purchase tickets to watch the stream. It's mm. you, when you talk about gated, you know, it's it's mm-hmm. locked unless you pay five bucks or whatever to right. to watch the stream. And she's done very well. That's awesome with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and what that does is you you know it opens it up to more hardcore fans, and I'm sure you can collect data from the fans' email addresses, all that kind of stuff, and yeah. they're going to share it. And and this is great because it's like you know it's it's such a difference from the typical 
music industry model back in the 80s and 90s. You can see how open it is now. It's not like you're going through the record company to do all that stuff. You can be that independent artist and do all that. You don't need a production crew. You don't need, you know, um, a, a lot of budget to do that. And if there's any people out there who are listening who are like, how, how do I do this? Go out there, record yourself, put it up there, do exactly what you're saying. Like, you know, put it out for free or if you want, charge a dollar, you know. Speaking of live, you know, uh, we know that Adele, I guess it was last night or yesterday, whatever, announced the first leg right. of the tour and so on. And we saw her from Radio City, from tape from November. But uh, supposedly she is bypassing Live Nation and AEG and going to local promoters uh, and doing her shows that way. Now, I have two questions, and we talked a little off air about this, but one question is in a place like Toledo, Ohio, is is there a promoter that is not associated with AEG or Live Nation that can actually put on an Adele show? And secondly, is will Live Nation and AEG just not allow this to to happen again with someone as big as Adele? Uh, just like they didn't let it was a Metallica. No, it wasn't Metallica. Who tried to sell their own tickets? Uh, years a long ago. time ago, Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I can't answer the second question. I mean, I don't know. I'm not like, I don't know. <laughs> in all honesty, but the the first question is, um, you know, maybe there's a lot of independent promoters out there. I think the New York shows are doing like like you said, New York people can they can handle it. They can. Yeah. There there are other promoters out there that can do it. Um, but when you do get to the Midwest, I mean, I, uh, I, I do work with a few uh, promoters out there like Frank Productions. They do some stuff. Um, one of my clients down in New Orleans is Beaver Productions. They, um, they do Michael Bublé's tour uh, mm-hmm. uh, nationwide. So um, it, it's, it's interesting to see. But I guess the only thing we could say is time will tell. Yeah. Um, time will tell on it. Speaking yeah. of only time will tell, hopefully Asia comes back. <laughs> only time will tell. That's my 80s. Reference. Um, Zach Smith sent us a, a tweet. All right. Exactly. And uh, Zach brought up what actions can be taken to avoid ticket scalpers reselling tickets immediately after being made available to the public. And I think this kind of goes to the Springsteen thing where people were seeing when Springsteen tickets went on sale last week. Um, I had friends who were complaining on Facebook that they were seeing them for sale on resale sites before, before they were the even, tickets, before the tickets mm-hmm. even went on sale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's horrible. And, uh, do you, do you have any idea how that will can can be fixed in the ticketing industry? So, so Ticketmaster has its own resale platform. Um, we we have a resale platform, but it's up to the promoter, it's up to the band if they want to turn Tickets it on. Is it Tickets Plus? Is that the name? Uh, it's TM Plus. Okay. TM Plus. Ticketmaster Plus. Yeah. Um, yeah so, but there's another one that Springsteen's doing, um, which is paperless. Paperless tickets is well, that's credit what card I was entry. Bring up. Yeah. yeah, credit why, card entry. Why haven't we? Why hasn't it caught on yet? Paperless. A lot of a lot of students I have com- complain. They say it's it's a pain in the neck mm-hmm. to do it because they have to go to the box office. They have to show their ID or they have credit to show card. something when they or, or their credit card when they go, and it just slows yep. the whole thing down. It does. And it's they don't honestly. Enjoy. I'd yeah. rather have the actual ticket stuff. Yeah, too. that too. Mm, like just I the even, collectability. I, yeah, I pay for tickets to get mailed to me just so that mm-hmm. I keep all of my ticket stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like a free little memento without actually have to buy. Like when you get a playbill at a Broadway show, mm-hmm. yeah. and you keep the playbill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And it, it, it's funny because in New York, paperless is illegal. Is illegal in mm-hmm. yeah. New York, New York State, or New York City? New York State, State. really? Okay. New York State, you cannot do paperless. You have to uh, allow the ticket for any means possible. So that's why 
Well, because I uh, it was funny because I brought this uh, up to someone in my office and a bunch of the news articles were uh, a bunch of the news uh, uh, television shows were bringing it up like and they're investigating them to see if they are false advertising because people are putting tickets up before before mm-hmm. everything's on sale so t- to answer Zach's question um, it's always good to buy at the verified source it's like look you're you're always going to um, encounter a resale it's never like something that will never happen you're mm-hmm. always going to find something but buy it from the source it's like if you if you go to StubHub or if you go to uh any of those other places you don't know if you're getting a real ticket whereas if you go to like Ticketmaster and if there is tm tm plus activated you know that it's verified we verify the ticket you know it's a legitimate ticket mm-hmm. so um but yeah it's a great question and especially for hot shows has anybody in this room ever been stiffed with a Counterfeit ticket? Because mm. I haven't. No. But I, then again, I buy all my tickets on Ticketmaster. Like I've oh, done a couple of StubHubs, and they've been fine. But I did, over the summer when I went to the Lana Del Rey st- show in Atlantic City, somebody had fake tickets that they bought off, mm. I guess, StubHub. And they basically had to go to the box office, and, like, they gave them ticket, like, actual tickets. But, mm. yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's... it's, it's mm-hmm. uh, Joelle wants to know, um, who do you think is going to have the best-selling tour of 2016 based upon those who have already announced that they're coming out? Oh, you mean, mean second to Adele? Uh, Demi Lovato, Nick Jonas, I think. They're big. They're future now tour. Mm. Really? How many dates are they doing? Do you have any idea? Is I don't that- know, but I think they're playing two nights in Prudential. Mm-hmm. I have tickets for those ready. Yeah, I think that's a 30-something day tour. Right. Okay. Yeah. How, how how big is the Springsteen tour? Uh, it's uh, all, all the dates that are announced. I think it's only uh, fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah, 15 so far, fifteen. Uh, that I, yeah, that I know of. <laughs> right. Uh, let's see who else. Um, oh, Bieber. Bieber. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Bieber. that's 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 a that's a big one. Dixie Chicks. Um, they just uh, got back together. I think they're uh, they'll they'll sell some uh, sell some tickets. Mm. Um. Let's see. Oh, the other ones who announced uh, in my head. You know, I think you have your, like, your staples. I think, like, you know, Journey is going back out. Journey will have another big tour. But if you're saying, like, monster tours, I think Bieber, um, Selena Gomez, uh, mm-hmm. I think Demi Lovato, Rihanna, all the big staples uh, uh, that are out there. Is uh, Bon Jovi coming back this year? I don't know. Because I know they've taken at least they, he did I guess one show. It's sort of like him now because uh, Richie's gone. Richie's so gone. Really, yes. But um, is you two coming? I don't know. Back. I know they just did the Paris. They just thing. did the Paris thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I don't know. I haven't heard anything. Um, Rihanna, I think will do pretty well. Uh, uh, you know, it's just like we're just gonna have to wait and see. Let's right. see what happens in, in January. But well, oh, but we haven't even talked about festivals. Yeah, festivals because uh, you guys do ticketing for festivals, and I know Live Nation, who owns Ticketmaster Entertainment, uh, is the owner of a number of festivals. Yeah, as well. And the festival market was very big in 2015. Mm-hmm. I, I, I always like to bring up EDC. Uh, like a lot of thing, a lot of people think that the EDM world is is like a fad, but mm-hmm. man, EDC, EDC Las Vegas, four hundred thousand people, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure that's the number. It becomes a city. Right. It's just like I'm just thinking of the logistics on that, and that's that's crazy. But you have uh, Bonnaroo, Coachella, you have um, Lollapalooza. Lollapalooza this year was w- w- was pretty big. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and then you have your other touring ones. I think the Warp Tour. I mean, 
that's going on 20 something years i mean right. 20 maybe this is the 20th year um yeah there's a lot of festivals going on which is great it's a great time for live music i think and you know all your bands are are, are going out on tour and everyone says it's the way to make money but you know it's true it's, it's the way they make money yeah and haley had tweeted in wanting to know if we if our prediction excuse me for 2016 was that live would continue to be the main driver of the business in 2016 i think so i think i think it'll be the the big driver but i also think and i, I definitely want to bring this up and if anyone hasn't seen it but i think everyone should look at the uh transparency the free the, the music transparency study out of berkeley college mm-hmm. um where if you haven't looked at it uh, just type in music transparency berkeley college i can send professor philip the link um you all you have to do is put your name in and you can download it for free read it because it goes and shows the way how artists make money off recorded music and i feel like i feel like all this stuff will go in with streaming is great because it's going to bring more transparency in to the royalties and it's going to bring uh, more transparency to the artists and how they're not making money uh off of uh, recorded music and how uh live is still the driver but i feel like that streaming will be uh, i feel like streaming is gonna the artists are gonna get paid more i feel like soon very soon hmm. well yeah, and as if if subscription does grow, yeah, it'll be even better. Yeah. just because that streaming uh, subscription rate is higher than the. I thought he was going to bring up the V word. Uh, vinyl. Uh, <laughs> they had another record year. Get it? Yes. Record year. Right. You didn't even mean but that. I, You're no, a I comedian. I yeah. couldn't get it on my iPhone six though. <laughs> couldn't get the vinyl on it. I tried. There we go. Yeah. Um, one thing, because uh, we are with you. Uh, after what happened in Paris, yes. um, probably right afterward, uh, we uh, are on staff with Aaron Van Dyne, who's a business, business manager for Kiss and a number of bands, and they were talking about canceling European tours and already trying to jump in and do, uh, do their U.S. tours this year instead of doing Europe mm-hmm. because of right. what was going on. Are you raising your hand over there because it's sore? Or because yeah, it's you, sore. Oh, okay. <laughs> the, the man with the busted pin over there. But uh, are you seeing that? Have you guys noticed that at all? Has there been talk around? Well, I mean, as soon as the attacks happened, I saw I, I did see a lot of tours get canceled and everything. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that uh, I haven't seen it personally because I only I only work the U.S. shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, I only work the U.S. runs. But I still I think next year Europe will still be popular. I feel like that the the, the festivals will still go on, like the downloads, uh, the open air festivals. Um, I don't think that they're gonna they're gonna uh, avoid going over there mm-hmm. but it is something you know that they're just gonna have to be more mindful of which is which is which is horrible and you know mm-hmm. um i i have to say kudos the eagles of death metal going on out there and getting back on stage with like with you too yeah that's mm-hmm. i mean did you see that video oh, that vice geez. interview with them yeah that was that the was, one guy the one guy in eagles of death metal the guy with glasses i don't Jesse. know yeah um yeah, yeah. Uh, he's you can feel how yeah. messed up he is, rightfully so. Yeah. Tremendous survivor guilt, tremendous. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, but yeah, you um, can see him in that interview, but you can also see him on stage with you two with that energy. Mm-hmm. Man, uh, like, kudos to them. And, you know, it, it's awesome that they just go on right. out there and just did it. We've got about a minute left. Yeah, wow. so why don't we do we want to do our any final, everybody in the room, because we have five here. Anybody want to be the some? biggest seller for Christmas? Adele. Besides well, Adele. Uh, besides <laughs> Put Adele. Adele aside. Um, anything on vinyl. Mm, yeah, yeah, right. right, right. Although I understand the uh, drape dress that Adele's been wearing now is going to be on sale at Macy's on the 26th wow. of December. Really? Yes, yeah, very, very cheap. 
the actual one that looks like a drape, if you saw the show. <laughs> but she'll be wearing it all through the tour, 25. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's... Well, that's merch. Something. That's merch. There we go. There we go. There's, there's another revenue stream. So the Adele merch is going to be a big thing. Well, that's, just that's the dress Marconi's I thing. have heard of. Um, Tom, do you have any uh, final? I do want to mention uh, internship, if you don't mind. Oh, oh, do it, do it. Yeah. Okay, here's the last thing. Yeah, do sorry, it. guys. But uh, uh, Ticketmaster does have an internship available. Um, I'm going to send the link to Professor Philp. Um, and it works in our, uh, my department and our department, which is the venues and tours team. 